With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We live in a world ruled by tyranny, where knowledge is suppressed and ignorance is glorified. A world where propaganda and misinformation travel the airways at the speed of lies. But in the midst of the violence and chaos, a great awakening is taking place. And as the media empires continue to collapse, a new network is forming. A network of truth. A network of courage. A network of awareness. Peace and greetings. You are now tuned into the Network of Awareness podcast radio station, where we examine current events, politics, health, finance, and topics of cultural relevance in America and throughout the world, while bringing you insightful interviews with guests that will both educate and inspire you. And now, your host of the Network of Awareness podcast radio station, Aura the Is a network full of awareness and gifts like Aura, the informational list. How you Yes, giving all praises to the Most High in Christ. Peace and greetings, brothers and sisters from around the world. Shalom. This is all the information listening. You're now tuned in to a live broadcast of the Network of Awareness. And I'm here with my brother from the same Heavenly Father, Brother Aban. And we are some brothers from the BOCC. And here on the Network of Awareness today, we got a great show for the Narcissism Series, which I know a lot of you have been waiting for. And we're broadcasting live on Facebook. So you, we have our Facebook link for Network of Awareness. Uh, we also have the YouTube page, Network of Awareness, Aura the Informationalist, and also Aura underscore Noah on Twitter. And um, I'll be changing that, that profile on Twitter for the social media handles to all be Aura the information list and brothers and sisters 
This is broadcasting live. And we got the new logo for the network of awareness that we're going to be promoting heavy. Coming into some new phases of our growth and evolution here at the network of awareness. And uh, today's show is called, as you can see on the bottom of the banner, it's called, Who's That Knocking At My Window Now? And this is going to be a little bit of the spiritual warfare series included as well, because as my brothers and sisters draw near to the Passover, as we started our new year, for some of you that don't know, as Hebrews, as children of Israel, we start our, our new year in the middle of the Gregorian calendar year, which we start our new year in springtime. And furthermore, in regards to the why I deemed this who's that narking at my window, of course we're gonna talk about narcissism, but we're gonna talk about these demonic attacks. We're also gonna talk about how the most high God is purging a lot of wickedness and is purging people from their wickedness and, and putting them in check and just the whole purging overall and also how Satan is knocking at the window trying to see what you're doing to get you distracted and also peeping you out to see how he can get you to get you to slip and fall as you draw nearer to some of the things that you are trying to accomplish in serving the Most High. So beware, be prepared, and welcome to the Network of Awareness. Let's get this show started, shall we? Shalom, brother. Hey, Shalom, bro. Most High Christ bless. How you doing, bro? I'm doing very well. And as you would say, happy to be alive. Happy to be here. That's I woke right. up this morning just like you, giving all praises for that. Mm -hmm. All praises. And um, go ahead, you know, give your intro as usual, and uh, mm -hmm. then we'll get this, uh, we'll get this shenanigans started. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's it's amazing how the Most High uh, provides for you when you trying to help out your people um, because uh, we were planning on a pre-record because we thought it would take a bunch of time to find out some things about this specific topic that we were going to do. But given all praises to the Most High through Christ, we have an overabundance of information to spread forth to our people in the hopes that they take a look at themselves and repent before the Most High send Christ back. So given all praises to the Most High through Christ for, you know, um, being able to come out here and just and just do this, you know. So like, as I usually say, like the claymation Mills Lane says in Celebrity Deathmatch, let's get it on. Let's do that. And before we get it on, I just want to share the new logo with brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. And there you go, brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. That's the mm -hmm. new Network of Awareness logo. Similar, uh, very same color scheme. Mm -hmm. But instead of having to do with the light coming out of his chest, 
I figured it was more appropriate to have the microphone amplified and, you know, also putting the establishment when the Network of Awareness was originally established, which was in um, actually January of 2020. So mm. brothers and sisters, I hope you and, you know, uh, like the, um, the logo. And if brothers and sisters can let me know the people that are watching this and that, you know, that are going to be seeing now the logo on the website. By the way, I'm going to give an update on that as well. Let me know what you think of the logo, brothers and sisters. Put a comment in YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or on Spreaker. Now, just to let you know, this is live, but this will be on Spreaker tomorrow morning, audibly, audio, at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're going to see it pop up for the brothers and sisters on the East Coast. That's going to be 4 a.m. And for the brothers and sisters on Central Time, that's going to be uh, 6 a.m. And then for everybody mm -hmm. else in other countries, that'll be, you know, whenever your time comes up. All yeah, right. that's uh, West Coast is 4 a.m. Yeah, West Coast 4 a.m., yeah. Central yeah. Time, Mountain Standard, mm -hmm. all that. So just yeah. be expecting mm -hmm. it to come out early in the morning, right? So just wanted to put that out there. And um, also... Another thing, too, is I did some upgrades to the website of networkofawareness.com that's attached to the description page of this uh, broadcast, as well as the recording coming out tomorrow morning. So if you haven't subscribed, I please urge you to subscribe via email. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not just because I want you to follow me via emails, because it's going to keep you updated on what we got going on, because the next thing that's coming very soon, and I'm not going to give a specific date, but just think of May. We got the networkofawareness.tv television channel coming out mm -hmm. on Roku officially. Okay. We just got to get some kinks out the way, get some things set up so that we can properly serve you with a TV channel. Now for brothers and sisters that don't know, originally it was going to be $6.99 a month. We now cho chose a price that was counseled to $4.99 a month, brothers and sisters. So that'll be $60, right? Because 12 times five is 60. So that'd be $60 for the year, uh, $4.99 a month. Uh, so a bit, actually a little bit less than $60 a year, but you know, I'm rounding off there. Mm -hmm. So 59.88. There we go. Like having a mathematician on, <laughs> on the show because math sucks for me. But I, I hope that you brothers and sisters can subscribe to the TV channel. I guarantee you, you are going to get the raw uncut version of the Network of Awareness. And also, there's going to be less shows on the podcast just so that we can make more time to contribute to the shows that are going to be on the TV network, plus the documentaries, plus the music videos, plus the cartoon documentary slash videos and just overall videography. So there's a lot coming from the Network of Awareness. So I hope and pray that you brothers and sisters that support this network can not only subscribe via email to the website, because the email is for free, obviously, but also subscribe to the platform, which a lot of these videos will go to the Patreon page as well. And the audios will go to the Supercast, which will be $2.99 per month. So a lot of things coming that I got going on and um, I'm still thinking about Rumble, but this TV network is just going to be just as good because it's not going to be censored. So mm. I'm going to be saying the V word all day long. No more science appliance, no more Kaka 19. I'm going to call it exactly what it is. I'm going to have special guests that are going to sign waivers to make sure that we all good and everything is, you know, understood that when they come on, get bringing this truth that there's not going to have to be no worried about walking 
walking on eggshells, doing stuff on YouTube that YouTube is going to flag. You're probably going to see a hell of a lot of cacum, kabar, <laughs> on these on these television broadcasts. Just to let y'all know, you're going to see a lot of cacum, kabar on a multitude of levels, not just on the mm-hmm. broadcast, but on the production as well. So... All I got to say is all praises to the Most High in Christ, man. You know, because... Mm-hmm. All praises. It, it's like, you know, without the Most High Christ, like, it's just like none of this is possible. Yeah. And without your love and support, none of this is possible as well. So um, I hope that, you know, it gives you great edification, this new TV network, and that this show is going to continue to give you great edification because we're still going to have a ton of guests coming on here. That's not going to stop. We're just going to restructure how the network is providing information on a schedule. So there'll be a weekly schedule still. The shows will be somewhat shorter depending on what the topics are. But the TV show or television channel is going to slowly but surely grow. And what I mean by that, it's not going to just be me. It's going to eventually have other TV shows within the channel because that's what it's it's all about. You know, my Hebrew name, which Hashiyah gave me the correct spelling, is called my crown is God. Okay. So mm-hmm. my job as a brother in this faith and in this body is to build up my brothers and sisters in this faith and make sure that I'm doing everything I can along with brother Aban and many other brothers to build each other up in this faith and in this body of Christ, of Yahweh, of Yahshua, whatever you want to call him, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the preeminent one. So with all that being said, who's that knocking at my window now? So <laughs> who is knocking at the window? Yeah, share that, share that um that document. Let's get right into it. Uh let me see. Where was it at? It was uh let's see, what was it? Uh, it's when I spelled it. There it is. Okay. So let me share this screen. And what do we have here? And I'd like to apologize for the mistake I made um, because <laughs> um, I spelled it wrong. So I apologize for that. And we'll take that out the screen. But um, I just put in window narcissism and you know how at the beginning of the search now they have a little paragraph, you know, that's the way uh, Brave browser sets up their search now. So it says, well, it shows that before the other links. Do narcissists have insight into the negative aspects of their personality and reputation? Well, I guess if you've listened to any of our other shows, I we would probably would all say no. But let's see what the experts say. Lack of self-insight is believed to be a hallmark of narcissism, which suggests that narcissists should not have insight into the negative aspects of their personality or their reputation. Okay, then what I did was I clicked on the link and um, it went through to... um, here, I'm going to start here. Do narcissists have insight into the negative aspects of their personality and reputation using both clinical and subclinical measures of narcissism? So it's a compound study, I would think. We examined others' perceptions, self-perceptions, and meta-perceptions of narcissists across a wide range of traits for new acquaintance and close other, long to 
longitudinally with a group of new acquaintances and among co-workers. So this was three different studies they did with both clinical and subclinical measures. Results bring us to three surprising conclusions about narcissists. They understand that others see them less positively, positively than they see themselves, probably because everybody else is wrong and I'm right, i.e. their meta perceptions are less biased than are their self-perceptions. They have some insight into the fact that they make positive first impression, impressions that deteriorate over time. So that can go into the love bombing and stuff like that. And three, they have insight into their narcissistic personality. They describe themselves as arrogant. These findings shed light on some of the psychological mechanisms underlying narcissism. So then you can see here at least several, several studies, okay, about this. And, uh, you know, we... And down, look, I mean, how many how many studies do you want? You know, so it's going into this. So if you're a science only person, you know, yeah. But also, if you trust in what the Lord says and you take that over science, the scriptures have been talking about this type of um, thought pattern and the actions that come from it for thousands of years. It's just that nobody listens because they go to find out their own science. So that was it as an introduction. Okay. And I'm going to have you go back to those um, examples so we can um, break those down quickly. But before we do, just understand, Uh like you mentioned, brothers Uh and sisters, remember, the scriptures are not religion. I'm going to repeat that. The scriptures are not religion. Absolutely. The scriptures are not Christianity. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Even though it's talking about Christ, which that's just a new name that was given to him. All right. Mm -hmm. As he's identified. But it was already, you know it was already prophesied that he was going to have many names. The scriptures even talks Mm -hmm. about it. But understand understand that the scriptures is a history. It is a library history of the children of Israel and their relationship with the Most High and the relationship that the Most High had with people that he was speaking and working through to bring out his word. Also giving specific accounts to how not only he created this heaven on earth and split it into two, right, with the firmaments, but also keep in mind that when we discuss this, this is a wickedness that has existed before man. Because when you look at when the Most High created what some people call these archangels that that turned and all this other nonsense, the fact that the darkness and the prince of the power of the air is, if you think about it, the preeminence of narcissism. Satan is the preeminence of wickedness, of darkness. So when we talk about these things, we're talking about something that is ancient, that has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with the truth, which is the most high and his word and everything that exists beyond, around, in it, around it, everything you could possibly think of. There's nothing new under this sun. And also keep in mind that even though we have the Bible, even though we have the Apocrypha and many other scriptures, there's a lot of scriptures that we don't have. So just imagine the 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 things that are being coveted that will eventually be brought to the light. And I hope that I'm alive to see that. Now, with that being said, let's go to number one example of this mm-hmm. wickedness that's been here for ages. Mm-hmm. Says, um, okay, they understand 
They understand that others see them less positively than they see themselves, i.e. their meta-perceptions are less biased than are their self-perceptions. So what, what it's talking about is they... You know, the feedback that they get from friends, co-workers, acquaintances, et cetera, relatives, blah, blah, blah. The feedback they get from them, they think that that stuff is like negative to them and they have to be more positive. You know, they have to be more positive in the way they act because the, you know, it, it's just, you know what? You made a good point when you said Satan is the, the tempter. He is the preeminence of narcissism. Because what did he trick Eve and Adam that was with her? She wasn't by herself. What did he trick them with? You can be like, go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. You can be like gods. It is good for you. You can be like gods and you can know something that the preeminent power the universe knows. So you'll be better than everything else. And it goes down and talks about like an example three, described themselves as arrogant. So it's this desire for more control, more power. They were king and queen. And they were the ones tasked with keeping that garden in, in, um, to what is it, adorn it and keep it. So they were running it and they had the, the authority over it. But somehow they thought they could get more if they went against the words of God. You see what I mean? Right. And I, and I know that a lot of people have heard the story, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of Christians, a lot of, uh, Catholics and, and other denominations of, you know, sects of Catholicism or Christianity or or any other things that teach these religions about how Eve bit the apple and from the tree of knowledge and this all started. Now, if you really study, a lot of that is just mumble jumble because it's a lot deeper than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to keep it simple for people to understand what happened there. Mm -hmm. When Eve was deceived, and and let's just call it what it is, women are folly, all right? That's why the man is the head, to give direction. It's not that women are dumb. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that women are folly. That's all. Look it up, all right? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Women can get somewhat misguided because they operate more off of their emotions. But they are vitally necessary. All right? So keep in mind that... He was able to be deceived to basically when she decided to take counsel from Satan. What happened was that was the beginning 
of ego. That was the beginning of edging God out because the moment Satan told Eve that she was going to be like a God and have all of that wisdom and knowledge, she didn't listen. She disregarded everything that was told to her and told to Adam to basically what not to do. So basically, mm -hmm. that's when ego first started because she took it upon herself to say, hey, I want that knowledge. And whether she was intentionally doing subconsciously in her heart, which is the mind, in her mind, she started to edge God out. And that's where ego started to begin. And Adam, you know, being a beta at the moment, at that time, ran with it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beginning of this edging God out process. Edging the creator of all that is and ever will be out of the process of what what we were supposed to be doing here as servants, as these beings that were that everlasting light that was created from the Most High and from Christ, because it was really the creation of Christ mm -hmm. that brought forth these beings, right? Because this is something that I had to learn when I did my studies with brothers. And I said, who's the day? Well, the day was Christ and the angels that the Most High created, right? Because the mm -hmm. most the Christ is his son. But Christ is that everlasting life and light that existed. And I just had this discussion with a brother from Australia that's coming on to the show to, to promote his book. Really great book that he's got. Mm -hmm. And... I was letting him know, like, Christ was already there, bro. Christ was there before Old Testament came into fruition. I know a lot of Old Testament brothers are going to probably get tight listening to this, but Christ was always mm. there, spiritually. Well, yeah, and if they do, just tell them to read Proverbs chapter 30, first four or five verses. But that I, should help yo, them out. Brother, I'm pretty sure they'll have a bunch of scriptures to try to battle against. That, yeah. so. Or or they'll have translations and all this of other course. stuff to prove. Yeah, of course. Okay. But the so, the reality is this, brother, is that they, they don't believe. You know, one thing I always say is that whether whether we believe or not, mm -hmm. we're all going to find out when we leave these bodies. That's all I have to say. That's and you right. can choose to have an understanding of what mm -hmm. you believe to be real. And guess what? We'll all find out who's true, who was right, who was wrong, who mm -hmm. had it twisted, who had it right, who had it confused. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, we'll all find out sooner than later. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the second example because mm -hmm. what you can you read that one more time yeah it says uh they understand that others see them less positively than they see themselves i.e their meta perceptions are less biased than their self-possession so the meta perception is how an individual perceives others views of them so that meta perception is going to be less biased than are their self-perception so what it is, is the people are wrong, you know, in how they feel about them. And that's more true than their own self-perception. So if they have a bad feeling about themselves, that's more, probably more off. And the people that are saying the same thing are absolutely wrong. That's right. not, no, that's no, 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 no. Because I feel that they're wrong. And that's more true than the same feelings I have about myself. That leads to that, that leads to that arrogance. But also, like you said, the edging God out because you're moving away to self-examination. You don't want to critically think about yourself and how you treat people and what you do. Bingo. And you you are becoming your own God, which is what Satan tempted Eve and Adam with in the garden at the beginning. So like you said, it comes all the way from the beginning, you know, but the Bible is false. And so, um, you know, whatever. 
Mm, Delusions of grandeur are one of the more common ones. It's when you believe that you have more power, wealth, smarts, or other grand traits than is true. Some people mistakenly call it illusions of grandeur. What are some examples of delusion of grandeur? For instance, a person who claims to be president of the United States when they clearly are not is an example of delusion of grandeur. They may be other symptoms along with an inflated false belief for one's own importance. This includes difficulty getting along with others because of the delusion. I know a lot of people like this. Mm-hmm. I know somebody like this that has it on steroids. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a, he thinks he's a prophet, but he's actually a false prophet. Well, I'm going to give you the old school version. My name is Elmer J. Fudd. I am a millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. My name is Elmer J. Fudd. I am a millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. And some people even today say affirmations like that. But oh, wait a minute. That's another topic. I'm sorry. Delusions of grandeur are also associated with narcissistic personality. Personality disorder, mm-hmm. also known as MPD, which is a mental mm-hmm. health diagnosis listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, better known as the DSM, which now presently is the DSM-5, probably the DSM-6 now. A narcissistic mm-hmm. personality may cause people to greatly overestimate their own importance and believe in their own uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And this is something I always say. If you're somebody like this, it's probably because this this is how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. But I always say that if you really want to get an understanding of who you are and what you're capable of and the things that you're actually doing, let other brothers and sisters tell you because they're the ones that are experiencing you. So mm-hmm. if they having a certain experience with you, let them decide what they're experiencing to interpret exactly how important you are to them instead of how important you think you are to them. Mm-hmm. What is the most common delusion of grandeur? Specifically, grandiose delusions are frequently mm. found in paranoid schizophrenia in which a person has an extremely exaggerated sense of significance, personality, knowledge, or authority. Mm-hmm. And this is read, something. Read, read that again. Read that again. Specifically, grandiose delusions are frequently found in a paranoid schizophrenia in which a person has an extremely exaggerated sense of their significance, personality, knowledge, or authority. And that is the most common delusions of grandeur. And this is a big Big, big problem, Mm -hmm. big problem in society today, Mm -hmm. okay? Because this is something where people are literally, it's, it's, you know, people are (laughs) so distraught in their, like, they want to be, you know, they want to clout chase. They want to be so Mm -hmm. important. They want to be noticed by everybody. They want to get all the clicks. They want to get all the followers and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And and I can understand that where you, you know, especially if you're somebody that's constantly neglected and disregarded as a child, Mm -hmm. you know, by usually a parent that's like this, that's a narcissist that doesn't Mm -hmm. really value you as a child and doesn't give you that proper um, emotional support that a child would need in order to evolve and grow and Mm -hmm. to be nurtured and loved. I get it. But there has to come a point where you have to have that come in a Christ moment and you got to look in the mirror and be like, I'm not that special. 
special. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that important. Maybe I should just focus on serving and focus my importance on what I can do for others. Because as the saying goes, when you seek happiness for yourself, it eludes you. When you seek happiness for others, you find it in yourself. So and all the narcissists I, say, wait a minute, you're sending it a little bit, a little bit too far, eh? <laughs> But the reality is, though, is this, brother, is that when you do start to serve others, mm -hmm. you do it find is. that happiness in yourself. That's what Christ exactly. was teaching us mm -hmm. in his walk. Mm -hmm. That's everything he was teaching us. He was like, yo, love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Treat your neighbor like you want to be treated. Do mm -hmm. these things, man. Do these things on a consistent basis. And that kingdom of heaven that you so desire, you're going to find it in yourself. You're going to realize mm -hmm. that that kingdom is within you based on your righteous deeds, based on the things mm -hmm. that you're doing every single day, based on how you are governing your thoughts to serve, not just others, but to serve yourself in in the sense that you got to love yourself instead of having this deep sense of insecurity and lack of the potential mm -hmm. of the heavenly light that you've been blessed with the moment you was born, even before you was born, when you came out your mother's womb and before you even came into your mother's womb mm -hmm. to be have this experience here in the school of mm -hmm. life. Yep. And this is a big problem because even though we all have traces of this because we need to in order to survive in this toxic, dirty, filthy, wicked society that we have that filth within us. That's mm -hmm. why we've talked about this and that's why the BOCC hones down on this. What's that magic R word that we talk about so much? Repentance. Repentance, 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 because it's all about looking in the mirror. And, you know, uh, just just for context, you know, a couple of brothers and I were talking the other day and a brother has said, you know, Satan's going to be in your ear. I was telling another brother, you know, Satan's going to be in your ear about a certain situation. And I let the brother know, like, hey, you know how you get Satan out of your ear? By looking in the mirror. Because when you're looking mm -hmm. in the mirror and you're doing that process of self-evaluation and you're being honest with yourself, guess who's in your ear now? Christ. Bingo! Tell him what he's won, Johnny. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And, you know, I speak very passionate about this. And, you know, some brothers and sisters have always looked at me as being arrogant, being pompous, mm -hmm. or being overconfident. And I'm okay with that now as a 45-year-old man because I know where my intentions are. And I know where my passion lies and why, why I am so passionate. Because I'm not arrogant. I got so much to learn. I make so many mistakes, you know. But at least mm -hmm. I'm aware of them and I repent for them. And I re not only repent for them, but you know how I prove that I'm repentant? Through my actions. I don't mm -hmm. just talk it. I walk it. Because walking it and talking it are two different things. Anybody mm -hmm. can say they change. But when you can see the change, when others can see the change in you, when they can see the refining being brought to fruition, there's nothing else to say. The proof is in the pudding. You know what I'm saying? The proof is in the pudding. So, <laughs> listen. Got, got a new one, huh? <laughs> oh, I got, listen, I, that's not even new. That's old. I'm just, I, I, I just forget about all the ones, bro. I got thousands of them, but, you know, I can only save but so many of my soundboard to play, right? But keep it in I got, rotation. I got, listen, yeah, keep, I got one that's going to come up from a movie from, mm -hmm. um, I think it's called A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can't Ooh. handle the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have that mm -hmm. going on too, you know? Mm hmm. 
But mm-hmm. going back to this, let's go to the second mm-hmm. one, brother, because there's so mm-hmm. much to cover in this episode. Okay. Um, it says they have some insight into the fact that they make positive first impressions that deteriorate over time. Don't you remember the um, the uh, woman that was like, listen, I, I'm real nice and everything. I learn my boyfriends or my, my male partner or whatever when I get one. I'm real nice. And then I learn his triggers over time. And then I start feeding him his triggers little by little. Are you talking about Lilith? Yeah. (laughs) Good old Lilith. Yeah. The one, and this is what it is. They do know that they, in a relationship, a friendship, they do stuff over time that deteriorates the relationship, right? But they have that strong first impression. And that one where she was saying, and she was so good at it and describing it, it was people on there, especially sisters, saying, girl, what the F are you talking about? Don't talk about this like that. Because what she was describing is the strong, with a C, the strong black woman. Because a a, a guy can meet a strong black woman that does this, love her, falling in love with her. And then over time, okay, this will trigger him. This will trigger that more. This will trigger this other thing. This will trigger. And then two or three years later, the guy is like, listen, I'm, I love her, but she's freaking crazy. She's trash. You know, and this is what narcissists do. And a lot of times it's not just the females. It's also the males. But this is not friendship. You know, they male, males and females do this. This is not friendship. Go back, scroll through Network of Awareness timeline until you come across a show called A Faithful Friend and you will see how a true friend acts. You know, well, go ahead, bro. You have my anything bad. I, was, I was just playing. A, I was placing a, a food order. My my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. But um, let me go. Let me go into the next one then. Right. Wait. Quick. Wait. Let's. Let's. Mm-hmm. So okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you you brought. You know what? I don't even got to touch on that. You you did it. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Okay. Because I want to go from here to something that I found that you're, the way that I bring it out, well, no, the way that it's going to come out is going to make you have a good uh, belly laugh. Okay. So let's do this third one. Okay. Um, they have insight into, excuse me, they have insight into their own narcissistic personality. Example given, they describe themselves as arrogant. Well, yeah, you know, I am arrogant. Uh, I do have outbursts. I do lash out, but I'm basically a good person because they don't have total insight because they don't want to see themselves. They don't want to correct themselves. If they have to see themselves, they will have to correct themselves. One leads to the other eventually. And they with that. They do have an inkling of what's going on, but they don't want to touch that. They're going to find excuses all around that. They'll give you a concession like, yeah, I am arrogant. Yeah, I am pompous, whatever, but they're not going to they're not going to do anything about it. They'll excuse that away, act nice for a time, and you know, put and then act good, do the love bombing, and then pull back and go step to the left and go right back into that same stuff that they were doing, which is probably Probably like no, number two, where we describe the uh, the love bombing trigger feeder narcissist Lilith. That was my Phase. laser, by the way. Yeah, Phase was, is on stun. You were laser focused. She was like, do, 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 do. Toast. Remember that old De, yeah. De, uh, DeVry um, commercial where he was like, toast, toast, toast. <laughs> I was thinking photon torpedoes on full. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, All right. 
So you have anything on that? Oh or? yeah, yeah. I got go tons, ahead, go ahead. Ton, tons yeah. of stuff. See, the thing is, is that they are aware, you know, but they don't care that they're mm-hmm. aware. That's the problem. Is that there's mm-hmm. no compassion, mm-hmm. and this is where the lack of empathy comes in, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And listen, I have so much to learn about this, but I am somewhat a professional. I am the narc assassin. I'm starting to really grow into that, the narc assassin. I'm really, I really am. Like, I have so, you know what's crazy, brother? I didn't realize how much experience I have dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Not just that I was like this as in my early 20s. I was a narc. Mm-hmm. Not to like, I wasn't a malignant. I wasn't, you know, maybe a grandiose some, to some degree. I was delusional, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was selling drugs. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be Tony Montana. You couldn't tell me otherwise, right? Who I thought built I was, this? I, yeah, I thought I was so smart and all that, right? But Most High has a way of checking you and putting you in your proper place and letting you know mm-hmm. you you you're not that important. <laughs> you you're mm-hmm. not that smart, and you're not that you know you're not going to use my gifts that I gave you to do wickedness. So if you think you're going to do that, you got a rude awakening. And of course, you get the rude awakening, and you either mm-hmm. can pay heed to the message or pay or, or not pay heed, and then start you know getting letting Satan be in your ear to the point where he drives you to the river or the lake of that fire. Now, Mm. another thing to keep be aware of, brothers and sisters, is that the lack of empathy is what keeps people imprisoned in this wicked thought process because Mm -hmm. the lack of empathy leads you to not having compassion, which also you are not allowed or you don't allow yourself as a narc to put yourself in the other person's shoes that is being abused by you. So because you can't do that, and you have you 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 completely disregard that thought process or even considering, hey, how does this person feel based on the abuse and the treatment that I'm giving them? And a lot of times they can't put themselves in that thought process at all mm-hmm. and they don't care. And it leads for furthermore abuse. You know, I just had a, a situation recently with an ex-narc that was a friend of mine for 23 and a half years. And this mm-hmm. dude is a full-blown narc. He's manipulative on stage. Steroids. He's manipulation on fire. And the brother had sent me an email. Matter of fact, he sent me a text. He was like, is this Reggie? I was like, yeah, bro. What's up? Now, mind you, we hadn't spoken to him in years. And when I say me, uh, we, I'm talking about me and my other brother, Lincoln. So we haven't spoken to this brother in years because I cut him off in 2019. Probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire life. Mm. Okay. I've supported this brother so much, brother. And I told you this before that I had to claim him on my taxes as a dependent. That's how much I supported him one year. Okay, legally, (laughs) that even the government didn't question it. (laughs) So this brother sends me an email talking about I was like, what's the email about? He was like, oh, the anniversary is coming up from, you know, from Chosen, which was this group I was part of and all this other stuff. And he was basically saying it was titled Reconciliation. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is for context about this subject, okay? Because I really don't even like talking about him no more. But I'm just going to bring it up. And we never mentioned his name. We call him the guy. And that's that's where his name was staying. You know where we get that guy from thing? We get it from Goodfellas. When they, yeah. when they killed that guy and it was like, you remember the guy? Oh, you yeah. The guy from the restaurant? Yeah, yeah the guy. Well, what's going yeah. on with that? So that's where we get it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but just, yeah, but don't, don't mix him up with that one guy. He's that one one guy is a pretty good musician. So don't get him mixed up. Just wanted to right. say that. So, yeah. you know, the, the other thing is too, is that when he, when he was like, he titled the email reconciliation, he was like, yeah, I want to talk about us. He said specifically us. And then he wrote, I want to send you information. So I'm thinking I'm going to read a flyer and, you know, 
he's going to talk about how, you know, we were good friends and, you know, he wants to reconcile with me. No, no, no. This was an all out assault on me as a human being, as a brother, an assault on my character. And you would think by reading this that I was the biggest piece of cocky or what, you know, what Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and Cubans call Billy Miedas, you know, for those that know what that means in Spanish, you would have thought that I was the biggest. And hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Then on top of it, he, he ends off this 13 or, you know, 11 paragraph novel that he wrote to me that I need to apologize and that he wished I could be there at the anniversary <laughs> in New York. And then saying, if you apologize to me and basically thank me for making you You the man that you are today. When you and I know that the only person that can make us the man we are today is the most high through Christ. So Yeah. It sounds like he, Yeah, it sounds like he read too many iceberg slim uh books oh, yeah. when he was younger. big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time narc. Just big time yeah. narc. Still stuck in high school. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I say that to say this is that there are people that you're gonna come across that are like this as adults. They're like this in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s if they make it that far. And they don't mm -hmm. change. They don't repent because mm -hmm. they think they are right because they lack so much empathy they cannot see. Because I could tell you that when he wrote this, he didn't think, damn, what would Aura think about this reading this? How would he, well, how would this make him feel? <laughs> It's like, bro, I haven't spoken to you in years. And then the little time that I did speak to you, it was atrocious because just hearing his voice made my stomach hurt. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know I still what? got love for the brother. Always will. Yeah. But I love him from he, a distance. Yeah. He didn't write that letter, though. That evil spirit wrote that letter. That's what Brother Kakam said. That demon mm -hmm. wrote it. Not yeah. him. I believe that. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these narcissists have demons. That's why I said, who's that narking at your window now? It's that demon. Who? That demon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That demon that Satan sent, that minion mm -hmm. that Satan sent to knock at your window and peep through your window to see what you got going on, to see how they could cause havoc in your life. This mm -hmm. happens amongst congregations. This happens amongst bodies. This happens amongst people that are in this body where Satan mm -hmm. gets in their ear and starts knocking at their window and starts peeping them out and seeing, seeing where their weaknesses are to see what they can attack. And then they attack and they attack and they whisper and they whisper and enough to where you go to see who's knocking at your window and you get distracted from whatever it is you're doing to serve. This is all metaphoric. This is all, this is why I called it who's that narking at my window now just to give it some flair so people could be like, hmm, that's an interesting topic or that's an interesting title aura. But the reason why I put this title to brothers and sisters that are listening around the world is that you need to be aware of who's narking at your window because I guarantee you it's somebody in your family 
It's one of your friends. It's one of your coworkers. It's somebody narking at your window right now as we're doing this broadcast on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you better be aware and prepared. And for those mm -hmm. that don't know, like I'll say it again, this will be on all podcasting platforms to be listened to on audio tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hey, uh, let me pull up this next one, bro. Because do this it. That's is... what I was going to say. Pull up the yeah. next one and another okay. one. Okay. All right. So now. This one is going to be really good because you know how um, there have been um, there have been studies out showing how like if you have clean cupboards, uh, you know, cupboards, clean kitchen cabinets organized, that's racism. Math is racism. We're going to take a look at um, how um, <laughs> how things, uh, you know, can actually be tied. Well, excuse me, how narcissism can actually be tied to safety hazards like narcissism. And this is from the Association for Psychological Science. This is a certified, you know, psychological resource here. Narcissism is a driving hazard, research suggests. No, it doesn't suggest it. It comes to that conclusion. Y'all just saying suggest because you don't want a bunch of narcissists uh, filing lawsuits because we're living in a, lit a litigious society. So, Anyway, here we go. Manipulation, rule breaking. Uh, matter of fact, can you can you see this? Oh, you know what? No, let me blow it up because it this up. is going. Yeah, this is going to be good. All right, manipulation, rule breaking. I can't drive fifty five. Sammy Hagar. I know I've destroyed it, but Sammy Hagar, classic song. The guy who used to be in Van Halen after David Lee Roth. Yeah, okay. Manipulation, rule breaking, and bullying are just a few of the behavioral hallmarks of narcissism. But re but re new research identifies, not suggests, identifies another disturbing manifestation of narcissism, dangerous driving. So now this is really good for me and it'll be good for other brothers that have problems with idiot center of the universe acting drivers that they encounter out there on the byways and highways. They're just narcissists. They have demons on them. They're full of ego edging God out. Psychological scientists from the Ohio State University and the University of Luxembourg, ooh, Europe, wanted to see if narcissism predicted aggressive driving, which is the cause of more than half of the traffic accidents in the United States alone. In three studies, not just one, three studies, they assessed people who showed a subclinical sub levels of narcissism, meaning even a touch. That is, none of the subjects had been diagnosed with a clinical narcissism as a pers personality dis disorder involving a need for admiration, a lack of empathy and grandiosity. There's what you were talking about, bro. Grandiosity. At lower levels, narcissism is a personality trait defined by varying levels of selfishness, feelings of superiority. That stop sign is for regular people. Entitlement to special treatment and inflated self views. Ego edging God out. In two of the three studies, the scientists surveyed Luxembourgers to, oh my God, Luxembourg 
Asperger's? Really? Is that? That's another class. To assess their narcissism and driving habits, the participants answered questions from the narcissistic personality inventory, a set of questions used since 88 to measure narcissism. The questionnaire had participants rate how strongly they agreed with items such as, I like to be the center of attention, or I am an extraordinary person on a one to five scale. They didn't, they didn't, they then rather addressed similar items about aggressive driving behavior. I often swear when driving a car, I plead the fifth or (laughs) Mm. when driving my car, I easily get angry about other drivers. Um, Similar studies have been conducted in the United States, but only surveyed college students, somewhat limiting their general purpose use. These studies using a broader sample, used a broader sample rather than before with participants raising, ranging in age from 18 to 86 with an average age of 33. The researchers report that the more narcissistic drivers are, the more angry and aggressive they reported becoming on the road. Hmm. Mm. That's one of the reasons why I stopped driving, you know, because I ever since I stopped driving, which I really don't have to anymore. And when mm-hmm. I was doing my um, medical transport, I was getting sick from these, um, you know, science mm-hmm. appliance people. Most I did me a favor, man. And ever since I stopped driving, bro, my level of peace and serenity increased dramatically. Because I wasn't on the road like, oh, because listen, driving in Florida, bro, Mm. it is madness. Mm -hmm. I remember coming to Florida when I was 7 to to 12 years old and how people never used their signal lights. When I was (laughs) 7 to 12, I always remember that. And I remember my mom's getting upset about it. I remember my step pops, my sister and brother driving like like maniacs because they, you know, they grew up out here for a little while, like in their late, late teens. They went to high school Mm -hmm. out here. And, um... It's just bad, bro. It's the third highest state for motor vehicle fatality and accidents right behind Georgia. ATL <clears> is one of the worst places to drive as well. Yeah, so my brothers 20. and sisters and <laughs> my brothers and sisters <laughs> in the ATL. And then of course, number one being California. Forget it. Mm-hmm. The traffic mm-hmm. in California is insane. Yeah. On the um what is it called? The LEX. Los yeah. Angeles Expressway. It's all my Californians. They all know what I'm talking about, bro. Mm-hmm. You gotta have bro, you you <laughs> you gotta have patience on the LAX between the hours of three PM to about seven PM. No, no, between between three PM and two fifty nine PM <laughs> all the way around twenty four hours. My friend um Kakangabar went there, bro. He was like they was on the highway at like three something in the morning and it was a traffic jam. Mm. It was like, it's insane how many people live there and how, you know, there's always something going on and, you know, it's just, you know, so it takes a great deal of, you know, when you're in that many people and like they say, the worst part of any job is dealing with people, you know? So when right. you drive and you're going to be dealing with a lot of people, which is a, and I, I'm going to use George Carlin. You ever talk to somebody, you know, the average person, you go and talk to the average person. And after, after a minute or two, you're like, man, this such and such is stupid as such and such. And then you got to remember half of them, half the people in this country are dumber than that, dumber than that. You know, <laughs> so it's like when you think about the average person and how they would drive, you know, and think that half of the people are going to drive worse than that. You have to have a great deal 
level of tolerance and not the liberal tolerance where if you do what I do, you're okay. And if you don't, you're not. But I mean, actual tolerance, bro. Uh, well, you know, you got to make excuses for people. Well, yeah, well, he just cut me off. Maybe he's in a hurry to get to his baby mama house because she's pregnant and need to go to the hospital. Oh, this guy, oh, yeah, he cursed me out. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I made a mistake. You just got to keep having that um, defense mechanism, whether it's excuses or trying to judge the, the the speed of the traffic so you don't interfere with anybody or whatever it is, all the mechanisms put together to be able to deal with it. And sometimes it can be a lot to do and it, it would be less stress, you know, than actually sitting around having to go through that all the time. I know people um, in Atlanta that, you know, really don't want to drive across town to go to work. And I don't blame them. I've driven in Atlanta before. When I was a speed demon, I used to love it. I plead the fifth. But now I just try to drive on the highways the least amount possible, you know. But, you know, that's because I had to correct some narcissistic tendencies in me because I grew up on NASCAR. My favorite race car drivers were Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt. And I was an evil Knievel fan. You know, when, when I was a kid riding bikes, they used to call me awful can awful, you know, <laughs> from the, wait, from wait, the movie. What, what, what they used to call you again? Awful can awful. It's from the evil. It's from the evil can evil movie with George Harrison. Uh, when he was in jail, they arrested him for one time. And the sheriff was like, yo, this is funny. We got an evil can evil and an awful can awful. <laughs> you know, but I used to drive like that when I first started. Um, I have some memories of what I used to do and I don't see how I could possibly do that today. So I know the most high was bringing me through crooked ways to, and showing me mercy so that I could come to repentance. But, you know, these are, these are things that, you know, we have to be aware of because, um, like with Eve and Adam, when that, uh, demon, that temptation comes to you to tempt you, you always have to be able to know how to fight. And the only way to fight them off perfectly is the understanding of Christ. So a lot of times, you know, out there driving on the highways and byways, local streets and stuff, even, you know, it takes a great deal of self-control, but especially in Christ to be able to deal with traffic. I've been worried about, you know, I've been worried about, you know, how I'm going to drive. Listen, I got to run over here and run back and it's rush hour. Why did I wait till rush hour to do this? You know, but then I just say, you know what? I am going to apply Christ in my driving. And then guess what? Two thirds of the way there and two thirds of the way back, there was nobody around me and it was rush hour. So when the most high sees you trying, he can show you that mercy and take all of that madness away from you. Just like the most high moved you away from those narcissistic enviers and communal narcissists and uh, the prophets and all that other stuff and got you away from that. He also does stuff with other people that are striving to be right with the most high through Christ because he has knowledge of what we need before we even ask of it. So that's why we can come on shows like this and talk about narcissists and give examples of how we had to leave off from that and how our life has changed. I was in traffic court and the 
judge was like, man, what, what, what the heck? What was you trying to do with you? Who do you think? I was driving a car. He asked me if I was evil Knievel. I was like, no. He said, I'm going to take a look at your history. It's like, man, you got this ticket. You got this. He was like, do you got kids? I was like, yeah. He's like, how can you afford to feed them? Your insurance must be such and such. I was like, well, well. And then another time, years later, they went and looked and I had been working on it and I slipped. I backslid. And the judge was like, yo, listen, man, what is, do you know I could take your license right now? Because I had two tickets and they were both 12 points. It's 11 points. Excuse me. They were both six points. It was 11 points equals license revocation in New York State. I already had the six points. He's I'm in court for the second six. And he went and he said, let me see your history. Oh, wait a minute. Go back another few years. Go back. Go back. Go back. You don't have no history. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I just, it was like, man, if I see you in my court again within a year, I'm taking your license. Get out of here. $500. Mm-mm-mm. You know, so that was just the most high showing me that mercy because I could have been without a license for a year. Um, And I was working a lot of overtime at the time and I really need to get back and forth to get around back and forth to daycare with a car, you know, so um, and I'd have probably lost my kid at that time if, if that, if you know, that would have been the case. So that just encouraged me to fight harder to keep from backsliding and giving in to that temptation from that demon when it comes up because they call it speed demon for a reason because you think you can do whatever the hell you want to do on the road and you can pass people, cut people off, do whatever you want because you're better than everybody else because you're edging God out because if you weren't edging God out, you would have brotherly love, kindness, and consideration for your neighbor that's driving like an idiot in front of you, you would be patient. So these are the things that we go through. And when they come up, we have to slay them, put on the whole armor of God so we can fight against the wiles of the devil, right? So we have to slay them and keep going. And that's how we can stand up here, you know, and give our examples and give our encouragement to not only see the narcissism, but to cast it off when you see it in yourself. So you can protect yourself. So you can protect yourself inwardly and from stuff coming from the outside. So, you know. All right. So well said, brother. All praises for that. All praises. And let's take your your screen off. We're gonna add okay. my screen on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um I've heard of uh racist paint, racist racist highways that were built in the fifties, uh racist uh mathematics, racist clean um pantries. Uh, but I, I, I was trying to think if they were trying to treat narcissism like racism, but it's good that they weren't. <laughs> well, it's just another form of wickedness, you know, racism. Sure it's a delusional, yeah. it's a delusional ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's, let's t- touch on this. Cause I thought this was so interesting mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. touch. What does that mean? Gaslighting narcissism are most searched terms in the United States. Let's get into mm. it, shall we? Mm. With 14.8 new words added to the English language daily, keeping up with their meanings is impossible. Social media fast tracks new terms into mainstream conversations with Google on standby, ready to crank out definitions for searchers trying to keep up with the times. Which new phrases recently rose to the top? Well, using Google search data, freelance writing jobs found that gaslighting, narcissist, and pushing P take the lead of the three most searched for terms in the U.S. And if you could do me a favor, brother, pushing P, let's find out what that is because I don't know what that means. 
A okay. spokesperson for the research term says there are main reasons, or should I say not main reasons, there are many reasons why we use slang. Often it enriches our language and helps us to feel closer to people. While these terms may have different meanings and connotations, they all speak to different aspects of modern life and the issues we are currently facing. You're not alone if you can't keep up with the influx of new words each day. <laughs> Freelance writing job spokesperson says the most search word definitions in the U.S. suggest that people are looking to better navigate complex issues such as controlling and self-obsessed behavior, varied political perspectives and new digital technologies, self-obsessed behaviors, narcissism. <laughs> and this is why this think about it. One of the most searched terms is gaslighting and narcissism and narcissist, right? So mm -hmm. think about that. Why is it searched so much? Because when people are getting definitions of this and are getting um, different examples of this, and they're getting to see it within the dynamics of their relationships that they are currently involved in, and it doesn't mean their personal romantic relationships, it's all their relationships. Family, yep. friends, work, everything yeah. in society is, they're looking for this word because this type of behavior is just a, it's just a, an example of how wickedness is in steadily increasing throughout the world, especially in the United Shenanigans of America. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that is just a sign that the book of Revelations and scriptures along with it has been mm -hmm. telling you that during these times, as we continue to progress to these days of the Antichrist or this malevolent being or force that will support it is letting you know that the world is going to caca and that <laughs> people are becoming more and more unempathetic and people are becoming more and more obsessed with themselves because we are in the age of the worship of self, which is the glorification of ego, which is the glorification of edging God out, which the which Isaiah breaks down in, in his book and where he was, you know, prophesizing about mm -hmm. in chapter five, verse 20, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because everything, and I don't know if we can even see this tab. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everything mm -hmm. that we are seeing is what Isaiah said. Mm -hmm. They accepted the good for the evil. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the good is the righteousness is people having empathy. That's wicked. Now that's corny. Oh, you're good. You're righteous. You're a good dude. Get out of here. Especially with women. They don't want the good dude. They want the trifling dude. They want the hood rat. They want mm -hmm. the foul reviled dude. Then they've accepted the darkness for the light. What is that darkness? That darkness is narcissism. They've accepted the wickedness behavior for the light. Like this is the new thing, you know, taking selfies and all this other stuff. This is the behavior that's become the norm. This is the behavior that's become acceptable that people are starting to think that this is the way of life, where only a few of us know that this is madness. This is insanity. This is narc-sanity. <laughs> Yo, that's the title of the next next episode. Well, I got that from Kakam because even though he didn't, mm. he, he called it uh, Transanity, which we're going to do a show on that, probably on the TV show, on the TV yeah. network. But Kakam, I stole your stuff and I just flipped it. <laughs> But at least I can admit that I, I stole it, but I really mm. didn't steal it. I just borrowed it because that's my brother. Lateral, lateral ownership transfer. There we go. Lateral ownership mm. transfer, transformation. 
So mm-hmm. what we're seeing is the bitter being accepted as the sweet and the sweet as the bitter, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're a nice person, you're considered to be a freaking buffoon. You're just whack. Mm-hmm. They show you that in, in, in television all the time. They've been doing it for the past 15 years with television programming mm-hmm. where they show the father, the head of the household, as a freaking buffoon. It's like every dude is a Homer Simpson now. Every dude <laughs> is a dumb-dumb. A dumb-dumb. Peter Griffin. You know, a a a dumb dumb full of cum you know what i mean that's what they that's what they're portraying men to be and then you got this whole new word called toxic masculinity it's like i'm now i'm being chastised for being that which i am which is a man a man with a plan that knows what he wants knows how to keep his house in order knows how to protect and serve and do everything that christ taught us to do as men in this faith in this walk to salvation is now considered to be toxic and this is the insanity but let me continue here because I'm going off on a different tangent all right and I want to keep to the to the mm-hmm. topic at hand it, and by mm-hmm. the way don't forget about the pushing p yeah um, I got it so you're not alone mm-hmm. if you can't keep up with the influx of new words each day freelance writing Josh Brosperson says that the search word definitions in the US suggest that people are looking to better navigate complex issues such as controlling and self-obsessed behavior vary political perspectives and new digital technologies you saw mm-hmm. the biggest Narc, the spokesperson for narcissism by the name of Donald J. Trump, come onto the scene, which he's now back on the scene. So I can only imagine the narcissism that's going to rise from this narc. Okay. <laughs> Here are the three top Googled words definitions for 2022, along with their meanings and examples and how they're used. Gaslighting tops the charts as the most Googled term in 35 states with more than 600,000 searches per month by people trying to understand how to properly use. Use it. Who's one of the biggest gaslighters in the world? The guy I just told you about, Mr. Donald J. Gaga Trump, who was the first president to take tell you to take the science appliance for all you patriots that love this dude. But that's another story for another day. Merriam-Webster took note of the 1,740% increase in searches for the terms on its site and made it into the 2022 word of the year. According wow. to the dictionary, gaslighting means to manipulate someone using psychological methods into questioning their insanity um, their sanity of powers of reasoning. Wikipedia adds to gaslighting or gaslighting is a form of mental abuse meant to cause the victim to doubt their own memory. And that's what that dude that I was talking about that I used to be friends with for over 23 years that I had to cut off like a bad drug habit because what he was trying to do was gaslight me into thinking this nonsense that he was was trying to project onto me, which is coming based from his insecurity, his envy, his jealousy of me, because he was always jealous of me. No matter how much I loved him, no matter how much I helped him, he was always jealous and always trying to make a mockery of my existence. And I say good riddance to you, bro. Good riddance. That relationship will never come to amends. That it is, I'm done. All right. It's like if I become friends with him, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, a drug addict that quit, that quit a 23 year crack habit and goes and picks up the pipe again, bro. All right. Mm -hmm. To relapse. So to all you brothers and sisters that cut these people out your life, keep it that way. Have empathy for them. Have compassion at a distance. Love them. Pray for them from a distance. From a distance. Mm -hmm. Keep it that way. It's an even better song. We talk about um, 
I can feel for you, but I can't reach you. It's um heavy D. I got nothing but love for you, baby. I, I got, got nothing, nothing but love. love for you, baby. Because that's the only thing I got for you is love from way over there. Oh, I got another song from Heavy D. You can't see what I can see. You're blind, baby. You're blind that you're a narc. Let's go. Freelance writing jobs adds its serious issue can't affect a person's mental health. It is commonly associated with abusers in romantic relationships or friendships, but can also refer to professionals, corporations, or government's manipulation of the public, i.e. propaganda. Mm-hmm. Lisa Leitner, special education advocate at A Day in Our Shoes, <laughs> focuses on helping parents navigate IEP meetings at their child's school and says gaslighting is not uncommon in these settings. It's maddening. It makes you question your sanity, knowledge, and confidence. It can happen to even the most seasoned advocates. California, mm. Texas, New York, Illinois, and Nevada are among the states search the most for the definition of gaslighting. Why? Let me tell you why. California, Hollywood, Los Angeles, narcissistic capital of the world. Mm-hmm. The other word, narcissist. Six states search for the definition of narcissist more than any other term. Merriam-Webster defines a narcissist as an extreme self-centered person who has an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. That sounds like a Karen or some other type of... Or a Marin. Yeah. Or some other type of old... I'm a man. I'm a man. And you are going to address me as a ma'am. Not a man, but a man because I'm a Marin. That's right. We pulled that up the other day. But yo, that sounds like either an old school or a new school racist. They have more... Wait, I'm going to knock something over. Can you hear this? I'm knocking yeah. over everything because yeah, yeah, I'm a ma'am. <laughs> yeah. If you don't call me ma'am, I'm going to take, you keep calling me sir. I'm going to take you outside and show you what a sir is. <laughs> y- yes, yes, Mr. Ma'am. <laughs> Yo, you know, when I was doing the show with Gaslighting with Brother Aka, um, uh, uh, Aksakai, mm-hmm. yo, it was crazy because we was pointing out how you could see the muscles in the, in the jeans. So yeah. the Marin had jeans on, tight jeans, and the calf muscles were percolating outside of the jeans. Like you could see the definition of muscle within the jeans. Yeah. It's yeah. insane, bro. Mm-hmm. A narcissist is an individual who displays an exaggerated self, a sense of self-worth, says Nicole Graham at Womenio. Womenio. I like that, Womenio. This person seeks constant attention and admiration and may lack empathy towards others while frequently exploiting them for their own benefit. I'm going to repeat that one again. Aaron. This person seeks constant attention and admiration and may mm-hmm. lack empathy towards others while frequently exploiting them for their own benefit. Barbecue Brothers and Betty. sisters, you better write that down. Mm-hmm. Keep it on your on your wall when you wake up in the morning so you know that when you go out into the world, most likely you're going to experience somebody like this if you're in mm-hmm. the world, okay? I try to stay out of the world as much as possible. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm so much out of the world. I'm in the world. Don't get it twisted. I'm here. You but I stay grid. out of it so yeah. much so that I really only deal, you know, with my brothers and sisters in this faith for the most yeah. part. Yeah. But I stay out of it so much, bro. I don't even know what's going on some days. Like people be like, hey, you heard this song or you know this artist or you know who's the next senator? Or I'm like, nah, bro, mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah, you you off grid physically, but you on grid spiritually, basically. Pretty much. Pretty mm-hmm. much so. Mm-hmm. Now it says typically this personality trait is characterized by grandiosity, a strong desire for control, and an inability to handle criticism or rejection. Oh, mm. Mm. sounds mm. like people that don't like to take counsel. Oh, 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 listen. boy. You know why? That, I, I, listen, the... I welcome counsel. I welcome it. You know why? Because it's going to help me to better, mm. better serve Christ. It's going to help me yep. to serve better the Most High with the gifts that he gave me mm-hmm. instead of basically wasting his gifts and using them for malevolent purposes or mm-hmm. not using them at all and not really seeing the true percent- potential of the Most High in Christ within me that I can be the example for on this walk, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, for all you brothers and sisters that have people in your lives that you be giving good counsel to and good advice to and they don't mm-hmm. take that advice, you know mm-hmm. what you're dealing with. Yep, and that's the two things. Um, leave it right there at that last Oh, pushing paragraph. P is on here. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay, it, it yeah, is. read that. It is, I, I didn't read know that. that. That's why I told you to look it up just in case, but yeah. look at that. Look at that, baby. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, we got pushing P. Like, I don't even know what this means, but I'm excited to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so check this out real quick. Eric at cashblog.com offers this example on how to use narcissist in a sentence. My friend started a blog that pretends to be about personal finance, but actually is just the yammering of a narcissist with the word money thrown in it. Mm. According to Google Gram data, the frequency of word narcissist increased rapidly in books from 1992 after IBM announced um, the the first smartphone. Interesting. Mm. Wow. And see, that goes to the first smartphone. Mm-hmm. What did the first smartphone do, right? Take pictures. Yeah. And what did people start taking pictures of? Themselves. themselves. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Let's give them a round of applause, Johnny. Now, pushing P. Now, I want you to I want you to give the definition of it, and then I'm going to read this yeah. article because okay. you and I have a class to attend at 7.15 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time. So mm-hmm. it's now 6.50 p.m. So I mm-hmm. would say let's finish by like at least 7.05. Okay. All right. The definition I have is pushing P is the act of being a real N-word, also known as being a player or player. Mm. And it is a slang term popularized by hip hop music to roughly mean acting with integrity and style, which is the opposite of a real N-word while displaying one's success, which is actually a real N-word. So that's all that that I had on that one. Now check this out. Pushing Mm -hmm. P is a new term on the scene originating from Atlanta rapper Gunna when he released his latest album, DS Forever, in January of 2022. The slang phrase generally means being a stand-up guy of good character. Pushing P can mean keeping it real or simply mean good, whereas if something is not P, it is bad. Well, oh, wow. Catriona Maria at TPR Teaching explains, living the pushing P lifestyle means staying true to one's unique identity and ambitions while proudly displaying accomplishments. That Hold sounds on. like a narc to me. I don't Yo, know you about know you. What? I'm going to go Riley from Boondocks. N-word, you gay. <laughs> 
Listen to this statement, though. Living the pushing P lifestyle means staying true to one's unique identity and ambitions while proudly displaying accomplishments. Pride. Where does where, what, unique, what does where does all the sin start from, brother? Can you refresh my memory? Uh, uh, pride, but oh. unique identity and pride is in the words of Riley from Boondocks, bro. And what does pride lead us to? Sin. And where does the sin lead us to? Edging God out. And where does that lead us to? Death. Also known as? It starts mm-hmm. with a D. Okay. Death, destruction, d- d- destruction, death. Yes. Authored, authored by the church lady from Saturday Night Live's favorite word, mm, Satan. <laughs> it encourages people to show integrity, loyalty, ambition, confidence in everything they do. It essentially means keeping it player, keeping it real. The slang term pushing P, the most popular search word in three states, Mississippi, Georgia, and Louisiana. Why does that oh not God. surprise me? Oh Why does God. that not surprise me at all, bro? Oh I'm not going to even go into that. Shout out to Dirty all my South. listeners in Mississippi, Georgia, and Louisiana. All right. Hey, go back up. Go back up right quick where it says second last paragraph above pushing P where it says uh, taking correction. Criticism. There it is. Strong desire for control and an inability to handle criticism or rejection. Let me read this right quick. There was another study in Science News called Connection Between Narcissism and Envy Explained. Understanding this relationship may provide some insight into sudden outbursts of aggressive behavior. Narcissism has long been associated with envy in the envy in the field of psychology, but an Iowa State study provides new evidence about that connection. Okay, check this out. These individuals still think they're special entitled and they want to be great but they just can't do it as a result they're vulnerable their self-esteem fluctuates a lot they tend to be self-conscious and not very proactive but passive shy and introverted when the feeling of envy is added to the mix Kurzan, one of the scientists said it can be a potentially dangerous combination though vulnerable narcissists are not as overt in their behavior they may be more prone to unexpected outbursts of aggression it's these vulnerable individuals who are in some sense more worrisome because they are quiet, sort of festering in anger out there somewhere in a corner. And it's just a matter of time before they get frustrated and lash out and verbally assault somebody, maybe even an innocent party, and maybe not even verbally, I might add, because of some provocation that they felt. Okay. So that's just something that we have to be aware of because when you don't want to take that criticism, when you don't want to take that correction, when somebody is actually trying to help you and you're lashing out or even being defensive against them, cutting them off in their speech and other things like that, you're being a narcissist because you're going into your pride, edging God out, and you're not even pondering or even at the slightest little bit considering what the person is taking to you. Hey, you you know what? Maybe they don't know the facts and they could be absolutely wrong. But how do you know that if you're not listening? How do you? You know, they could be absolutely wrong, but you don't know that because you're not listening. That's narcissism because you are the one that has the correct thoughts, not anybody else. That's that ego edging God out. And that's all I have, bro. Well, you know, I think we said enough. I think it's time to wrap it up as we draw near. And the, um, we, we're just word, about an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. In the words of the Dave Chappelle show, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. We're in that 90 minute window. 
people, I hope that this brought you great edification. I, I hope that it, it gave you a better understanding of this narcissistic world that we live in, especially the United Shenanigans of America. That's probably the capital continent of narcissism with mm -hmm. the self-absorbed nonsense that goes on here. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the only reason I'm on camera with you right now doing these podcasts is because it was suggested to me that that was the, the ethical standard to grow your podcast because people want to see you. Not me particularly, but people want to see people podcasting because it's becoming the norm. Because I was quite fine with doing audio, which I uh, personally preferred to just because I think that with audio, like radio, it 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 it, uh, it invites the the mind to work. Mm -hmm. To, mm -hmm. to operate, to, to use certain faculties of the brain, like the, the, the imagination of uh, the faculty of imagination mm -hmm. and reasoning and all these things where mm -hmm. visually it, it takes away from that. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that very clear, brothers and sisters. Not mm -hmm. that I don't like, you know what I'm saying, you know, doing these, these shows on camera, but if it was up to me, I wouldn't do it. But in order to grow this podcast through my coaching and my counseling, this was, this was the thing that I had to do. This is why I do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But with that being said, I hope that, you know, people got some great understanding of this narcissism. And I hope that you can realize that there is somebody narking at your window right now. And you need to basically not get distracted, stay focused on what's true to the most high, not to you, to the most high, what the most high has planned for you. Follow the spirit. Let the spirit embark to that place unknown to where love of the most high in Christ are the building blocks that call that place, that heaven within you home. So with that being said, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode on Who's That Narcan at My Window. I believe this is episode 83 of season five, Great Understandings, And this is the Narcissism Series. And um, I got another Narcissism Series episode live broadcast on Tuesday. Okay, so Tuesday at 11 a.m., I'm going to promote it. I'm going to have the sister um, Scarlett, the medium, um, the intuitive coach. She's going to come on and we're going to talk about more about this demonic possession. Also been given this name, narcissism, that is a highly searched word throughout the U.S. Any last words, brother? Just want to give all praises to the Most High through Christ for allowing us to come out here. And we hope this helps people examine themselves, examine others so that they can help them and hope this improves your relationships and your friendships and your life. So giving all praises to the Most High through Christ. Shalom. All right. Shalom, brothers and sisters. And before we go, you know how we do. I'm over here looking for, um, here he goes. Yes, yes. So this was a live broadcast, brothers and sisters. Hope you enjoyed it. On more of the information for Brother Aban, and I say, when you live in the present, there's always an opportunity for a new beginning. And don't look for the light at the end of the tunnel, because the light is and always will be within you. So light up that darkness, that narcissistic darkness, okay, and find your way through that spirit of the Most High in Christ. So shalom, brothers and sisters. Peace and blessings and all praises. And uh, Barakata. Let's go. Shalom.